0: Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. We are going to talk all things wellness, one of my most favorite topics ever. Could you uh, share a little bit with the listeners who you are and how you got into the fabulous world of holistic wellness and Ayurvedic medicine?
1: Thank you so much, Michaela. It's such a pleasure to be here. And yes, yeah, so I'm Thais Harris. I'm a holistic nutritionist an author and speaker. And I have had a few lifetimes. My first one was as a graphic designer in San Francisco. And uh, during that time, I was experiencing some digestive issues and ended up working with a naturopathic doctor. And I saw that only adjusting a few things in my diet made enormous difference, um, positive difference that is. And so I decided to study nutrition uh, for my own benefit at first. And when I started, I went back to school It felt a little bit like stepping into sunshine. I realized that's really what I wanted to do. And even though I loved designing things, and I was also an actor or actress, and um, once I started nutrition school, that just became my full focus. And nutrition has led me to a lot of other different modalities of well-being, including, like you said, Ayurveda amino acid therapy, yoga, meditation, mindfulness meditation, and I'm very lucky I'm married to a somatic psychotherapist, and through him and some of the work we've developed together uh, with the focus on diet as our daily intake of everything, um, I've gotten to soak up some of the concepts of psychology and positive psychology, and so... I feel like my my whole background has led me to this point where I am now after 10 years of being in private practice and also working with cancer patients through a nonprofit that I used to work for. That now I've developed this work that really focuses on self-love as part of the healing journey and as a number one tool for functional nutrition and functional approach of, of getting to our better best versions of ourselves.
0: Well, it's interesting because, you know, I think that all of the building blocks of our life create our mansion, right? And I think yes. that um our, our castle and I think that people often get stuck in this idea that they have to have it figured out and they get one go and that's that's not the way that it is. You know, I find the most um successful people have had multiple journeys in life. They've lived many lifetimes, as you said. And, uh, that, that is one of the reasons I just encourage people just go for it, whatever it is. You know, I know this isn't the topic we're discussing today, but definitely if you are, you know, on the edge of deciding, just go, just take the leap because it's going to come back around. And even if it doesn't pan out how you wanted it to, or expected it to, it's still going to add to the building blocks of the castle that you're building.
1: Oh, that is so true. And there's so much about when I talk about my previous lifetimes, there's so much about everything that I use today and so much that has fed into the next version of me. You know, it's only um, it's only richer because of every step in this journey and all the people I have gotten the pleasure to work with. And, um, yeah, and all these different modalities, you know, I grew up in Brazil, and there was so much I learned just about when I moved to the u s and I was nineteen and I moved here on my own. It was my first time not living with my family, even as I started college in Brazil. I lived with my parents, which is a very common thing in Brazil, like you don't necessarily go and move to college; they're not set up with the dorms exactly um the way they are in the U S and so um, I lived with my parents until I moved to another country and was on my own. Um, And my eating habits changed. I used to be uh, very used to a more whole foods um, eating pattern. You know, everything was made from scratch. We ate out, but not a ton. And um, there was a lot of fresh food and fresh seafood. And when I was first in the U S on my own, I adopted a lot of convenience, uh, ways of eating, right. Cause it was, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, mashed potatoes in a bag in the supermarket. How easy I just had hot water. Uh, We have, we have absolutely (laughs)
0: traded our health for convenience. And, and, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast, but when I saw that you, you know, were born and raised in Brazil, I was thinking, uh, or at least spent quite some time in Brazil. I was thinking, gosh, um, the stark contrast. Every time I have traveled internationally, um, mm-hmm. I am shocked at when I come back to the United States, I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day. So I took on a non-drinking choice, uh, for my, my journey, this, this go round in life. Um, and I began that I, I really began that in 2023 and, and sealed it before the end of 2023. I was like, you know what, I'm kind of done. I've done so much to, to clear my body of radiation and EMF and, and fungus mm-hmm. and bacteria. Why would I can? Why would I consider putting this toxin in? Um, so I started my non-drinking journey, and one of the things that I really started to notice was how the grocery stores are literally the largest sections are alcohol and processed foods. Oh, I mean the yes. meat department, the the produce department, and the dairy department could literally fit inside the alcohol aisle. <laughs> and, and when I started to realize that, I I started to see. Um, kind of what we're doing to our bodies at, in, in a different way. And, uh, and it, it had a really profound impact on me that, you know, that, that we're not having these conversations. And I, I think more and more people are now, but I think there's still stuff that's just
1: absolutely taboo that we're leaving out. Yes, it's so true. And um, it's very interesting. I run a, a program twice a year called The Reset. And it's really an opportunity for people to learn to listen more closely to their bodies and to the messages it's giving. And part of the way we do that is that we do remove certain triggers. And so the dietary ones are sugar, dairy, gluten. We remove some soy. We leave in tempeh, you know, organic tempeh for those who are vegetarians um, and or vegan. And then... Um, And peanuts and a couple of other things that are common food triggers, but we also remove caffeine and alcohol. And it's very interesting to have those conversations and to understand like just how insidious just how everywhere that is and how some often. The hardest thing for somebody is to be able to avoid alcohol, even if it's just for the three weeks of the program, or two weeks if they choose to do um, a shortened version. And I think that's that's part of the conversation that I think needs to happen a lot more. And I remember um, parents and friends who are much older who are having uh, medical difficulties where the doctors are not talking like what is your alcohol consumption like because that can have so much to do with um the lack of quality in their lives
0: well even if we're just looking at it from a sugar perspective and the parasites and the fungus and the yeast that thrive off of that sugar you know even if we're just simplifying it down to what it is i read a fabulous book called um, alcohol explained and another Mm. one called quit like a woman and those two books were really eye-opening in terms of both the you know kind of financial agendas as well as um as well as the health side of it so so talk to me a little bit about your your offerings to the world and and what you're bringing um in in kind of thinking about the the more whole functional holistic approach what what are you offering your clients
1: yeah thank you so much so people can work with me individually and i'm i'm in massachusetts now we left uh, northern california in 2020, so it was right after the pandemic had started. And that was part of a plan that we sort of started engaging with in 2017 when we were in Santa Rosa and the fires happened. Um, So we started thinking time to leave California and anyway, eventually made our way here. I still work with a lot of clients in California and in various states around the US. um, And I have worked with a few people in Brazil. So Zoom is definitely an option. And um, I love working with a three-month commitment because we really to dig into this cultivation of self-love so that every commitment and action that my clients are taking are coming from this deep appreciation and unconditional regard for themselves versus being punishment, restriction, or my nutritionist told me so. So we work that piece very um, deeply. And then... I love functional medicine and I love all the education that I have around testing. And so getting lab reports and DNA for those who really want to dig deeper, if they have a 23andMe report, for example, um, or we can do a, new, a fresh DNA test if they don't have one, um, we can really look at certain predispositions, you know, and how to just better um impact to them whether it's you know certain foods or supplements so that they can maximize their lives and Keep sort of certain things dormant if they have certain mutations that are not super positive or activating, enhancing the ones that are very positive. So we combine that with their labs, with questionnaires, because I do believe that my clients are the experts in their experience of their body and themselves. Sometimes we we give away that power too easily, I think. And so to really go deep and think there are lots of questions in these questionnaires so people can really get more attuned to their bodies. Well, so then I got we to oh,
0: uh-huh. tell you, I, I recently, so I had kind of a bit of a journey. I started to work with a functional holistic um, medicine person, and she ran a battery of tests that cost me thousands of dollars, and then she ended up prescribing ridiculous amounts of things that I know, just, I know my body and I know what Mm -hmm. I don't need. And I know what I definitely am not engaging in, which is big pharma. And I was, I just walked out of there disgusted and shocked. I waited a year for this appointment, um, because this woman supposedly could help me get off my thyroid medicine. And instead I walked out with a higher dose of thyroid medicine and 15 other prescriptions and one of them I had to get from the compounding pharmacy. I was like, this is none of it's covered by insurance. She, she didn't even ask. She just kind of spat what she was going to do. And all of a sudden I was getting notifications from pharmacies that there was prescriptions for pickup. Wow. Completely disgusted. And I ended up finding a wonderful, wonderful lady in, um, out in Illinois, actually, she studied in Germany, um, healed blindness from HPV vaccine using this methodology that she is using for detox, which is plant based, um, and started my own journey. And you know, for the first time in my life, I do not have any yeast at all like overgrowth at all i have not had a yeast infection i know it's tmi i have not had a yeast infection now and i got them notoriously non-stop if i went swimming and didn't change out of my bathing suit i had a yeast infection if i you know It was just, Mm -hmm. it was crazy. And then it, it seemed like every other day I was turning around and having athletes foot and I'm like, gosh, these teen boys, you know, they're giving me athletes foot now I got, I've got none of it. I've got none of it. And I'm, and, and now this woman and I are working on, um, getting rid of the EMF and radiation and, um, really beefing up my thyroid. As we have now learned from medical medium and other things, it's really like Epstein bar virus living dormant in the thyroid coming out that is actually attacking. And so we're treating the thyroid when in fact we should be treating the underlying virus. Yes. But, um, so, so I'm working through all of that to get off my thyroid medicine. And, you know, for me, I've talked with a lot of people about this and they say the same thing. They're like, Oh, I tried a whole holistic. It was like a joke. It was like, So how do you kind of counter that? And what's your approach? Because I have lived that experience myself also.
1: I am so glad you brought that up, by the way, because I feel like if when I start talking about, you know, doing the the lab testing view and the DNA, I, it can scare some people. And it's like, it's too much. But here's the deal, because I'm a holistic nutritionist, and I'm not a licensed, I'm not a functional doctor, right? So I don't prescribe medications, number one, and then supplements or suggestions. But I am a, Deep believer that we start with the food first, food and environment, and the practices that somebody has. And so, even the notion of self love, there are so many ways to bring our bodies to a calm state of rest and digest so that we can utilize everything we're taking in that don't have to do with anything external. And so, I love those. So, breath work, all the ways in which, say, there's a mirror practice that I teach my clients and my listeners. Um, So, Yes, I think it can be too much. And I think that's why sometimes functional medicine gets a bad rap. It's like testing, testing, testing. So I have my functional uh, based questionnaires. When I was saying about somebody being the expert in their body, I rely much more on my questionnaires than anything else. And then the reports are really to help us see. So for example, if somebody has a predisposition for being low on vitamin D, let's say, just as an example, and then their test shows that their vitamin D is actually below 30 or even below 40, which is not optimal. So then we would definitely focus on some vitamin D for them and especially supplementation if they're not eating a lot of vitamin rich uh vitamin d rich foods right so it just i feel like that data gives us some shortcuts to figure out like what is the bridge we need for the most gaps but oh absolutely the lifestyle practices are the main thing and because like i said i'm not a prescribing doctor like i don't go into all that and then there are two tests that depending on my clients um what they're presenting with and what they're coming for me to help with. There's only two tests that I would suggest they do. One is called the GI map and it's really to identify if they have any parasites, you know, there's certain things that a GI map can tell us that not a lot of other things can. And then the second one is like, they feel like they've done everything. Um, They have a great lifestyle. They practice some breathing or, meditation or whatever it is like they can definitely put their bodies back into a rest mode. Their vagus nerve is, you know, flexible, so to speak. They um, they're eating well, they feel like they're getting you know, they're eating slowly and chewing thoroughly. And there's still digestive discomfort, there's still inflammation. Now I would then look into something like an MRT, which is a food sensitivity test, just to see, hey, what if, you know, because sometimes I have clients that are allergic to avocados or that have a sensitivity to avocados, and they wouldn't know that necessarily because we all think, well, avocados are a health food, right? But not for everyone. And so that's like, I feel like when we've addressed everything else and there's still something that doesn't feel quite right, I would go to that one but that's yeah. about the limits of where i work with the te- with this testing portion of things.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I recently started working with, um, Quicksilver. I, I, I started getting the Quicksilver supplements and like the methyl B complex liquid, Great. um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I follow this fantastic, uh, she's, she's primal bot on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen her stuff, but she talks about how, look, you can go out in the sun. As long as you don't have your sunglasses on your, the melanin and melatonin in your body is going to help regulate your sleep. It's going to help prevent sunburns it's going to yes. help your body do what it needs to do the minute you put those sunglasses on that's when you need the sunscreen and now you're deficient on vitamin d mm-hmm. take off the sunglasses go out in the sun obviously don't go out in the, probably the heat of the freaking day and the you know but in the other hours of the day where the sun is lower in the sky and um and let your body do what it's meant to do. And I, and I love that. And I think that we have just gotten so when I started rabbit holing on this, it's like, oh man, this goes back to the thirties, forties, and fifties as financial agenda. And it's just shocking. It's, it's absolutely shocking. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I I've learned though, it's funny, I've got the podcast and, and whatnot, but I have learned people have to have their own Wake up call. They they cannot. You cannot convince someone. You know, it's like my dad's been through um, various different health journeys. Everybody that I know has. And it's like my dad finally says, "I think I'm going to try fasting." It's like I've been telling <laughs> my dad to try intermittent fasting for five years, and he's finally like, "I think I'm going to do that." You know, but it, yes. but it, it's it's got to be on their time. It's got to be in their way, Um, and so I found myself kind of pulling back and just um, and leading by example and having mm-hmm. people. And then I get these DMs in my in, Insta and stuff. And they're like, oh, you posted this one thing. Can you tell me more about that? Or, oh, I noticed this and that. It's like, okay, uh, you know, just by just being who I am, it it seems to kind of seep out. And then people ask, I don't push it on anybody. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. And there is, you know, everybody has their like phases of change from being pre-contemplation to contemplation to action. And I feel like it takes... It takes having that own inner little alarm that goes off and then the education, which I think part of what I do. So along working with people for at least three months and then doing these group programs, the reset, as I mentioned, is that then people are getting enough education that, yes, their curiosity peaks. And then maybe like with with the reset, they're actually getting the experience as they're getting the education and. It's not um, hyperbole to say that like people's lives change because all of a sudden I I worked with a woman who was an athlete and she was amazing. When she joined my reset, I remember thinking like, wow, like she's super fit, you know, like beautiful, glowing, energetic, super fit. I wonder how um, this will help her. And little did I know that she dealt with stomach pain every day of her life for the last 15 years. And after doing the reset, she was just amazed. She was like, it's gone. I just thought that that's how I was going to live for the rest of my life. I thought that was my new normal. And I had tried everything before and didn't work. And now I know, like, she knew, A... She couldn't do gluten anymore. And she used to think like, I can eat whatever I want because she was so active as an athlete that, you know, she didn't see any weight gain or some of the other things that might show us like, hey, we're a little off balance here. Um, But there were all these little things and, you know, some very basic supplementation. You were even talking about vitamin D. And it's like nowadays, because of some of our exposures, environmental exposures and things like glyphosate. Which is the active ingredient and in round, yeah, round up right, and then a lot of um <sighs> It's a, it's just a nasty chemical that's in a lot of our food supply, unfortunately, and that can interfere with our ability to synthesize vitamin D. So it's like there's all these other insults that we might not be aware of, but that are happening because of the day and age we live in, that sometimes there are little things that can have a huge impact. For example, vitamin D supplementation, supplementation right? Um But anyway, so thinking about like what people, when they can have both the education and the experience at the same time, that's, I think that starts that deeper listening to the body and the understanding of like, oh, I eat this. It doesn't make me feel good. I eat this. It makes me feel good and energized. Then what do I want to choose? You know, I love myself. I want to show up fully for my life. I'm going to choose the one that keeps me energized even if the other one had this connotation of being like the treat or the special thing, like we can slowly with the experience and education start letting go of certain things.
0: well, even things like, like as, as I started investigating so i so I got a fish tank this year, and I was kind of going around, like just down these rabbit holes of different things and i I've, I've learned like you know how um, you see the koi ponds and they have and, and people throw pennies in them. Mm -hmm. so that actually keeps down the algae and it actually keeps out the parasites and it actually prevents the fish from getting itch. So it's like, you know, stuff like this, like we do all these things. And it's like, if you just have a little bit of copper in your diet, you can, you can help your own body with the same issues. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything that we need here is on this planet. It's, it's absolutely fascinating absolutely yeah. so um, so we do have to wrap up tell people how they can get in touch with you and as always we do include everything in the show notes
1: thank you so much my website is nourish together.com people can find me on instagram at nourish dot together and on Facebook at nourish together I'm also one of 22 authors in the book the life-changing power of self-love and so that um, is published by brave healer productions it's available on Amazon and um, select bookstores. And I also wrote a children's book called Little Red. And so that was self-published. And it's part of my commitment of helping children get excited about vegetables and fruits. And so uh, people can check that one out on Amazon as well.
0: So fantastic. Thank you so much for visiting with us today. And we will talk soon.
1: Thank you so much, Michaela. Take care. This has been a BU
0: Find Happy Podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.